What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, look at this. Thursday night edition of the wrap-up show. Who needs Jim? All right, we got Ben Fadden, special guest, talking Friars. With us right now on the wrap-up show, we're going to react to everything. Padres have played good baseball. Now they lose today, and they lose a game to everyone. Philadelphia and Milwaukee both win. Padres had a chance to sweep the series against the Cardinals, a very good chance, led late. Seventh inning, had a 3-1 lead. Ended up losing 5-4 because of a grand slam there in the seventh inning against Nick Martinez. So John Schaefer, Ben Fadden with you. Uh, before we get started, first of all, my dog is freaking out for some reason. But before we get started, please subscribe. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Please subscribe to this channel and please subscribe to Ben's Talking Friars channel as well. So we're going to ask you to do that tonight. Please subscribe if you are a Padres fan. Smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Talking Friars. Forget about Jim. Um, if you want to become a member, you can click the join button down below. If you want to support this channel, which also supports Ben Fadden, you can click the dollar sign down below in the chat. We'll get to all of your supers here tonight. Uh, ben, first of all, thank you. Um, I want to get into this game, but I want you to start by plugging your channel. We can do it a couple of times here tonight, but tell us about what you're doing for Padres fans and, and how our viewers can uh, interact with you. Yeah, just look up YouTube, Talking Friars, subscribe there, uh, daily Padres content, series reaction episodes, uh, usually post-game reaction videos. I usually so, don't do the stream, but the post-game reaction videos, I leave that up to you know, John and Jim. Um, and then on, at Talking Friars on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter is where I mainly at. Uh, that's where I do the daily uh, game clips and all that, the highlights and stuff, stuff that you know, the Padres and Bally and other channels, they won't put out there. Little plays, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, consistent Padres content. I'm obviously a huge diehard Padres fan. Family has season tickets. And I'm a Padres fan speaking to Padres fans. Uh, love it. You're doing great work. I, I may have to get up for one second and see what my... Hey, Sully. <laughs> Sully. Uh, he's not eating anything. I think he attempted to eat a pen, but he's not eating any pen right now. Chill, dog. Um, again, if you aren't familiar, A, with this channel, thanks for being here. 
Um, if you're not familiar with Ben, and you probably are, please support him. Again, like you said, Ben, um, wherever you are, YouTube, social media, Twitter, you do great work. Instagram, you're great there. So please support uh, Ben Fadden as well. We'll tell you about our partners here. We're going to get started as, uh, again, the Padres lose tonight, uh, this afternoon, actually, excuse me, 5-4. Um, it was set up really nicely, Ben. I mean, I was surprised. We heard from Bob Melvin post game. There was a reason Joe Musgrove only went five innings and 72 pitches. It's fine. It sounds like he's fine. It's not a big deal. I understand it completely. We're late in the year. No need to go crazy in the spot. You're in a better position than Milwaukee is, for example. But it, w- it was set up. I mean, they, they had a lead. Maybe they could have added to it a little bit. Maybe they could add a fourth run before they ended up getting that fourth run. Uh, they had Adrian Morahone on the mound. He worked the scoreless sixth inning. They stuck with him in the seventh inning. He allowed two to reach. Martinez comes out. He's been very good. And for whatever reason, you know, he walks a battery, falls behind another, and he gives up a grand slam. I, I don't know if there's any fault there. I mean, players have to perform. They don't always do that. Um, I think if I had to do it over again, I, it's hard to be critical of Bob Melvin in that in that spot. Um, and St. Louis was kind of due for a moment like that, and they came through. Yeah, uh, we can start with the Morahone, I guess, decision going out there for that second inning. Yep. Looked good in the sixth. Uh, the only other options really were uh, Stephen Wilson. He hadn't thrown in a while. Uh, it's been at least five days. And then Pierce Johnson, he also hasn't thrown in a while. So I don't know if they wanted, or if Bomel, if Ruben Niebla, I don't know if they wanted to have those guys come into a game like that. Uh, and Morahone, Martinez, those are two guys that have pitched multiple innings multiple times this year, numerous times this year. And so you got to trust those guys. Um, and they just didn't have it today. That, that's It's not one of those things where it's like, oh man, I'm pissed off at Bob Melvin or pissed off at anyone really like yeah okay it was on nick martinez and adrian morahone today but all right you kind of flush it and move on like they've been really good for the padres this year nick martinez especially like any role that the padres have asked him to do starter closer uh hold games multiple innings he's done it you're right um he's had a couple bad outings over the last i want to say like month that's you're going to, that's going to happen. It's Major League Baseball. You know, Major League Baseball is tough. Um, so I'm fine with it. The offense, I'm still encouraged, even with a loss today. They still scored four runs. Mm-hmm. Manny still hit the home run uh, late to bring it within a run. They weren't giving up like we saw that Thursday game. Um, so it's encouraging still. Yeah, no, it is. I think everything you said, I, I completely agree with. Again, as you guys make your way in, I, I'm please subscribe. Please follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Talking Friars. If you want to make sure we'll get your comment, you can click that dollar sign down below. Great way to support our work and Ben's work as well at Talking Friars. Um, listen, I really wouldn't – I'm still very pleased with the way they played despite this loss, and that's interesting, but you can say that in baseball because you don't win 162 games. It's kind of like the arc that you're playing with, and they're playing – they're on the upswing, it appears. We'll see what happens this weekend in Denver. The only thing that gives me a sour taste in my mouth right now, Ben, is you get the wrong combinations tonight. Now, you've gotten a lot of right combinations where you win and Milwaukee loses and Philadelphia loses recently. That's happened a decent amount. It's like I, you can live with it if Milwaukee loses. And even if Milwaukee won but Philadelphia lost tonight, say, so you know what, you still are doing damage somewhere. It all adds up. You're still ahead of both of these teams. Phillies are a bizarre team. They lose a game 18-11. They win a game one nothing against a very good team in Atlanta. Milwaukee, this is, this is an interesting time, and we'll talk about this. I mean, Milwaukee, we've spent so much time talking about this. They close with a quote-unquote soft schedule. Now, what does that mean? We'll find out. 
But these four games against Cincinnati, and then you've got three in Denver, and you've already lost a game now to St. Louis. Like this feels now impactful. I think I don't know if you needed to win two out of three in Denver heading into today. It felt like okay, let, let's see. But now that the Phillies win, now that the Brewers win, and you're one and six in Denver this year against the Rockies, it, it feels like a series where you know if you don't take two out of three, it could get tricky. You know because of the other teams, specifically Milwaukee taking on Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but let's say they don't take two out of three mm-hmm. and Milwaukee takes that series. Right. So let's say the Padres take one game. And let's say the uh, Brewers take two of the next three. Right. So where would that place the, the Padres would be, be what, two, one game? They'd be two up plus the tiebreaker because they'd lose right. it in there. They would lower their magic number by two in that scenario. Um, and it would be seven with nine to play in that scenario. And then going to the Dodgers series, like that's not ideal. Right. But then you also look at it from the positive side of things where the Padres rotation is pitching better than they've ever pitched as a whole this year. Sure. Everyone in the lineup has been contributing this last week. Um, And they got what the White Sox and the Giants after the Dodgers. Like I know the Giants could be tough, but I like the matchup with the White Sox. Uh, I don't have the Brewers rest of their schedule in front of me but for me i'm going more on the belief in this team and they're definitely trending upwards um you know playing together again the offense is clicking the rotation is clicking the bullpen i'm confident in pretty much everyone in that bullpen that's actually deserves to be pitching so everyone other than like stammon um that i feel confident that they can continue to win games like i think it's important that anyone in the chat here anyone listening that we remember that the Padres in their last 14 games, if they go seven and seven, the Brewers have to go what 12 and two to I pass think that's them. Right. Yeah. Like I still don't think that's going to happen. I think the Padres can at least do that. The way they're playing right now, they can at least do that. Uh, that's that's a tall ask for the Brewers, regardless of who you're playing. No, you're right. That's 100% right. Um, even when you play a team like Cincinnati, well, they're playing for nothing, which could make them very loose. And Milwaukee, as this continues, could play tighter. But here's the Milwaukee finish. Ben, they've got Cincinnati for three now that they've won game one. They've got an off day like the Padres do Monday. They go St. Louis for two at home. They close with nine straight at home like the Padres. They go St. Louis at home, Miami for four, Arizona for three. So it's... It's soft. It's softer, that's for sure, than San Diego. Um, I, I want to get to these supers. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you want to support this channel, my dog is literally losing his mind. Uh, if you want to support this channel and support Ben Fadden, what are you doing? He's digging into the hardwood floor. Yeah, we can totally hear it. Yeah. Like, I remember my first time as a dog. Like, what are we doing? You're like 12 years old. Sullivan, what are you doing? Okay, good. Jesus. <laughs> um, if you want to support this channel, you can click that dollar sign down below um, and you can contribute with the super. We'll get to all the supers here tonight. Supports both this channel and Talking Friars as well. Um, I want to start with Jake. Jake, thank you. Jake is a very loyal viewer. Ben, as you know, he's with us day in and day out. Ben's a very loyal viewer and participant as well. So thank you, Ben, for hanging out tonight as well. Uh, Jake says this, literally turned game off as soon as Grand Slam was hit. We were watching it in the studio. We were on at that time. I don't know when it was, three or four in the afternoon. And it was getting precarious. It was. That inning was um, it was just a little scary. Anytime there's two walks in an inning against a team that's overly due, 
you're kind of asking for it. And then Nick Martinez fell behind Brendan Donovan 3-0. I get it. It's not Paul Goldschmidt. It's not Nolan Arenado. Shoot, it's not Albert Pujols. But you've gone a pair of walks, and now you're falling behind 3-0. He got it to 3-1. The pitch you know, he made was not a good one, obviously. It was right over the heart of the plate. Um, so I thought they were playing with fire. Um, and that's going to happen. You're playing a good baseball team. You're not, And not every game is going to be a shutout or allowing one, one run like they've done recently. Still, in the moment, you wish it didn't happen. You know, you wish – they didn't give up the free passes. You could live with it if it's a two-run home run. You know, you're, you're leading 3-1 or even, you know, whatever, solo shot, three-run home run, shoot Machado homers later in the game. You could have gotten even. But um, one of those things, again, if they had lost five straight, Ben, and this happened today, we'd be losing our minds. And if they were three out, not three off, we'd be losing our minds. But, that, but that's not the case. They still have to play good baseball. But I don't think it's a reason tonight, based on what happened today, to lose your mind. Because over 162, this does happen. I agree. And watching Nick Martinez today, it definitely didn't look like he was on his game. I mean, Nick Martinez, when he is on, those changeups are for strikes. They're not on the outside part of the zone or outside the zone um, in the left-hand batter's box against righties. That's what was happening today. And then, you know, down 3-0, have to throw a strike, and it was literally right down the middle. Um he could not have placed that ball on a tee any better. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's just going to happen. I I didn't turn the game off uh, right when that <laughs> right, grand no. slam was hit. Uh, I don't no. turn the game off ever, um, but I can understand the frustration. But it, it felt different. That's the good thing about this team. When you're down like that or you give up the grand slam, right, against the Dodgers, the game was over. Here, and I know the runs were different, but here it felt like they still had a chance because you've seen the at-bats that they've taken this last five games or whatever it is, you know, um, competitive at-bats up and down the lineup. Hassan Kim with the home run in the first game of the series. Azokar has been contributing. I know he wasn't playing today, but so Grisham for me was probably like the only guy where it's like, okay, well, he's not going to do anything here, um, but he's not going to be playing probably for the next week. Um, but there, it's not just Manny and Soto that have been contributing here. Nola with the True. big hit yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's just so many guys that have been contributing in this lineup. Campy came through a couple times today. Uh, Profar had a huge day at the plate and in the field. That's yep. what I'm encouraged by. So when we get down, it's a different feeling to me. I'm uh, I'm not like, oh, okay, this game's over. Maybe it feel maybe if this was against the Dodgers, it would be a little different, and I might not feel as good. But when we got down, it's like, okay, yeah, this sucks, but still got two, three innings to play, whatever it was. And so it's just a different feeling with this team, and that's a good thing. Okay, a couple of things. I agree with what you said, and I want to comment on that, actually, about adversity and how they weren't dealing well with it, and let's see how they deal with it moving forward. But we do have a little bit of a situation. I'm not supposed to be on the left side of the screen. And just for the mojo of the season, I think I'm going to remove us both, and I'm putting you I'm putting you on the left side of the screen. So hold on. Uh, oh, it won't. Oh, I don't think it'll let me because maybe because I sent you the link. Yeah, I wonder if that's what's happening. Ooh, it's not great mojo, is it? <laughs> let me try one more time. I don't think it's gonna work, folks. This is- ah, it's not happening. No, 
Hopefully Manny Machado's not watching. I think they'll be fine. Hopefully Bob Melvin's not watching. I know he's very superstitious with chewing different pieces of like candy or gum every half inning, but I'm superstitious too, to be honest with you. But I've been on the left before. It's not the first time. With Ben, I've been on the left and things have worked out fine. I want to get to this from Vector. Vector, thank you so much. He says, tough loss, but we have to focus on Colorado next. There's no question about that. And by the way, Colorado's been really bad. Now, again, you're always worried about Colorado in Denver. Every team is. They don't have to be good. They don't have to be bad. They didn't play well against the Giants at home, but that doesn't mean they won't play well against the Padres. Things can get weird. We all know that. Padres are one in six there. That's just a statement of fact. That's just the fact this year. Now, to your point about, hey, it felt a little different. They got contributions up and down the lineup. And even when they went down, it didn't feel like it was over, despite the fact that St. Louis has an eighth and ninth inning guy as good as you're going to find in baseball. you got guys with one ERAs, good stuff, throwing 104 miles per hour. Um, but Machado gets the solo home run. I mean, the ball that Profar hit with two outs in the ninth inning was completely ripped. Goldschmidt made a hell of a play on. Otherwise, you've got the tying run at second for Juan Soto. And if Soto reaches, you have Machado. I mean, they didn't quit on this game. There are times this year, and I, you know, you hate to use that word. I'm not saying they quit, but there's times it feels like they go down and they are out. I didn't feel that way in this game. Now, they didn't win it. But I know this. In Denver, Ben, they'll be a back and forth to some extent in at least one of these games. And during the five-game winning streak, they led every inning of every game. Shoot, they didn't trail until the seventh inning of this game today over the course of a week. I don't know if that's going to hold true in Colorado. I like the fight they showed here today, and I think they're going to need more of it moving forward because it's not always going to be, hey, take a lead, hold a lead. You might give one up, and you got to go get it back. Yeah, and uh, what, do we think we're going to hold a lead throughout an entire wild card series like that's not going to happen either um mm-hmm. they might not win every game in a wild card series so yeah you're going to face adversity um and i just go back to the point of many guys contributing throughout this lineup and uh in the rotation it's not just one or two guys it's pretty much the whole rotation at least this last time through uh that have looked good and the bullpen it's multiple guys so i'm confident if there is adversity, like you say, there probably is going to be adversity in Colorado, that they can fight through that because there's just more guy, there's more depth that you're seeing throughout this order, throughout this team right now than we saw definitely like last Thursday against Arizona. That's a game where, yeah, they, I hate to say it, yeah, they quit. That's what it looked like. Uh, just like Bomel said, it didn't look like they had really any fight, especially in that ninth inning. And it's Soto, weak ground out uh, to the pitcher. Just didn't feel like they had it. Um, but now they do have the fight. They've been fighting. They've been you know, winning and losing as a team, just continuing to fight every game. You feel like they're in every game, and I know it's because they have been in every game, but you do feel it just does feel different. Yeah, I agree with you. I do. Again, John Schaefer, Ben Fadden with you. Jim took the night off. That's why I'm on the left-hand side. Um, We are going to be with you for the better part of an hour. Please subscribe if you're a Padres fan to both the wrap-up show and Talking Friars. Please follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD. Smash the like button for us as well. You can become a member by clicking join. You can contribute to the chat and to our channels by clicking the dollar sign in the chat box down below. Do you want to thank uh, Juan for this super and his membership? He says the cards are good. I'm happy with two out of three. You always have to look at it like that. You, you know, the saying is you always want to get greedy. Well, of course. But in the grand scheme, 
you took what three straight from Arizona after losing on Thursday. You took two out of three from St. Louis. These are good things. These aren't bad things. These are good things. We'll see what they can do in Denver. Obviously, two out of three would be good. Well, you say, oh, Denver, you know, Colorado's not good. You need to sweep the series. No, you don't. If you win series, you are in good shape. No one's kicking a sweep out of bed. Don't get me wrong. But if you win two out of three against Colorado and you've got nine to play, at that point, at worst, your magic number is seven. If you win two of the next three, and if Milwaukee loses anything, then you can start to navigate your way, right? Then the magic number is six or even five. But it, listen, it's not safe. I have this kind of nervous excitement I talked about on the radio yesterday. Like you're excited because they're playing well, but you're nervous because you know anything can happen. And we've we've watched baseball. Teams have blown larger leads with fewer games to play. So you just kind of cross your fingers and hope that they're playing their best baseball at the right time of year. And that's the one thing we can say. It appears as if they're playing well. And that, that's why I'm excited. The nervous part of me is because I, I know how baseball works. And you're one, two, three, four game losing streak away from this thing being very scary. Yeah. Uh, as I said on my series reaction episode today, while you guys were on the radio, yeah, like when you have the Brewers, right? They're winning these games and... Well, like tonight, they won today. Colton Wong hit like three home runs. And you obviously see that gap. It, it gets smaller. Um, but I just keep going back to you'd rather have this team playing well right now than them playing well in May. It's the same thing with Snell, how he's pitching. You'd rather have him, you know, walk guys with the bases loaded in Colorado in May than against the Cardinals last night. Um, and so they're seeing the positive trends. And the positive trends are happening right now at the right time. Um, yeah, you'd like this lead to be larger. Uh, we can cherry pick games. And yeah, I, I don't think it's obviously not safe, but <laughs> I'm confident. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not at the point where I'm nervous right now. I'm more at the excited thing like you were talking about. I'm more excited uh, and confident with this team that they're going to be able to finish it. Uh, I'm obviously looking at the Brewers games and the Phillies yep. games, obviously. Got it. But I, I'm confident about this team still. I'm not nervous right now. All right, we're going to get back to the chat in a moment. Keep the supers coming. Keep the comments coming. Thank you for hanging out. Get some people here in the chat as well if you're watching right now. Let people know on social media. Tell them to get into the chat. Share this link. Uh, we'll be with you again for the better part of the next 40 minutes or so. I do want to remind you about the title sponsor of the wrap-up show. We can't do this without the support of Mark Nimitz. I tell you that each and every day, and that's because it's accurate. Uh, Mark has supported this channel since day one. By the way, today I think is either the year anniversary. We celebrated the year anniversary yesterday, but I got a notification today on, I think, Facebook that I said, hey, look, we have a brand-new channel. So I don't know. We're either 365 days in or 366 days into this YouTube channel. Thank you all for hanging out with us live or on replay. If you have insurance needs, you got to contact Mark Nimitz. Simple as that. San Diegan, that is a lifelong Padres fan, that is a great insurance agent. I have my homeowners and my earthquake insurance through Mark. I'll vouch for him. He's a wonderful insurance agent. You can get your auto, home, renter's life, earthquake insurance through Mark, and he can save you $750. His website, there's a link down below. Here it is on the screen. You can get a quote online. You get all the information. You can learn about more about all of the insurance products that he offers he is a great insurance agent. He saved my family literally thousands of dollars when we recently had a claim earlier this summer. So if you have insurance needs, and everyone does over parts of a year, please get in contact with Mark. He's the title sponsor of this channel. He can save you $750 or more. And again, auto, home, renter's life, earthquake insurance. 
please get in contact with Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. We'll talk Padres baseball with you. We'll also, of course, talk about your insurance needs as well. All right, John and Ben with you here on the wrap-up show. Let's get back to these supers and thank 619 Cam for his membership and the super. He says, uh, I'll take the series win. And even though it's a loss, I feel a different vibe than before. I think these positive vibes help us win the series against the Rockies. Thanks for the show, John and Ben. Thank you, Cam. Um, We're feeling it, Ben. I mean, it's weird because baseball can turn. It's like there are teams that can win 10 games in a row in a season, and they could lose eight games in a row in a season. Padres haven't been that team, Ben. Never more than five wins in a row. Never more than five losses in a row. Probably predicated on good pitching that they've avoided something crazy in terms of you know losing 16 of 18 because they've had good starting pitching this year. But I like like we feel we've talked about it, Ben, here tonight. You know, Cam feels that way. I think a lot of people here feel that way. I don't see in the chat like what I would have seen two weeks ago, like it's a collapse, season's over. How can you lose this game? Oh my gosh, we're just holding on. Again, we'll see what happens in Denver. But right now it feels a lot uh, better slash more secure than it did even two weeks ago for whatever reason. I think it's just because they're playing better baseball. Yeah, that's exactly why. When you're playing well, uh, the fan base, they're happier. When they're not playing well, they get really reactionary. Uh, I mean, even it comes down to the small moments. Like when Martinez gave up the grand slam, he thought like the Padres were out of a postseason spot or something on Mm -hmm. Twitter. Like that that's just what some fans do. And that's fine, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm taking the positive vibes right now, um, because it is different. This, this team, they're just playing better baseball. This is the best baseball that this current roster with Soto, Bell, Jury, Hader, it's the best baseball that they've played as a team, this Mm -hmm. current roster. Um, and so, yeah, today they lost. You're not going to win every game. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, the Soto thing is probably a big part of it. I know he was hitless today, did have a walk. But the way Soto has played by and large since the streak began when they won five straight, so since Friday night through now, he's played better. I don't have the six games in front of me, whatever it is, but he's played really well. I mean, he's had some big moments. He's hit for more power. He's slugged better. Um, He's still walking, by the way. That happened again today. Um, You know, is he carrying them? It's, it's easier said than done by that. I mean, what does that mean? I mean, is he single-handedly lifting them on offense? Maybe not as of yet, but he's contributed in a big way over the last six games. There's 12 to play. I like the trend lines with Soto, and I was concerned about the trend lines with Soto for the better part of a month. I don't feel that way right now. I feel like he's come out of it. I feel like he's going to do a lot of good, um, hopefully down the stretch here, and hopefully in the postseason as well. But like you talked about, it's up and down the lineup. Profar here today, better. Um, Machado's been good all year, as we know. Soto's been better here recently. Um, Drury has been impactful for this team. They need to get Bell going to some extent. There's no question about that. Azokar has been terrific for this team as well. want to get to the super here from My My Toka. Thank you for your generous super chat. Thank you guys for the supers. Great way to support this channel and Talking Friars as well. Just click that dollar sign down below. Padres lose today. Uh, they do so to the... Cardinals 5-4 down at Petco Park, avoiding a sweep. It would have been a sixth consecutive win for the Padres for the first time this year. The issue is not really the loss. It's the fact that Milwaukee beats up on uh, Cincinnati today at Great American Ballpark, and then Philadelphia holds on a 1-0 win over Atlanta in Philadelphia game, one of a four-game series. 
So my my says this, uh, what a difference a week makes, eh? Good to see talking Friars here. Though we lost a close game five days ago, two out of three was the goal we were about to sweep. Good perspective, right, Ben? I mean, that, that's that's the way we've been talking about it. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, getting back to Soto real quick. Yeah, his last you guys his seven last games, he's hitting three twenty on base percentage, four thirty three, five twenty slugging percentage. Last fifteen, it was one. It's one eighty. So yeah, he's hmm. improving a whole lot this last week or so. Uh, obviously, hitting the ball to the opposite field, uh, and yeah, you're right. The super chat's right. What a difference a week makes. A week ago, Soto, we weren't feeling very good about no. Soto. Like I, this True. is, it's. I had the same viewpoint about Soto as the team. Like they're going to turn it around. I believe mm-hmm. in the talent. Um, I wasn't saying like, oh, this year for Soto, it's a failure or whatever. Uh, like there's still time. I had the same viewpoint with Hater. I believe in the talent. It's going to turn it around. Time has been my best friend with these arguments pretty much. Sure. Uh, um, it's, a, it's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is right. What a difference a week makes. Um, and you just hope that we don't say this come next week. What a difference a week makes. You hope that, no, it's just the same week. Hmm. They're playing consistent baseball. They're continuing to win series. Because if we say what a difference a week makes this time next week, uh, we might be not in a playoff spot. Yeah, you're right. And by the way, you have his last seven games. If you take out the 0 for 4 against Arizona, that seventh game, right? Right. Um, he's 381, 8 for 21, six RBIs in six games. I mean, very productive, obviously. I mean, that's a great stretch for any player, uh, including Juan Soto. And if he can keep that up, like we talked about, that's six games. If he can go into the postseason 12 more games, I mean, if you can hit that 330 clip, for 18 games, he's six games into it um, with a little bit of power or even more than a little bit of power. He's capable of hitting two home runs in a game or five in a week. Um, you know, that could go a long way to get this team into the postseason. It really could. Uh, let's get back to the Supers. And Juan, thank you again for this Super. He says, uh, Ben is using a Snapchat filter. It's actually, it's really Jim over there. You're not Jim, are you? Where? He, let me give you the update on Jim, okay? Are you curious, Ben? Do you, do you even, I mean, you just think he bails because it's Jim, right? I mean, Take a yeah, take very a guess. yeah. Um, I guess where he, is he at Islands? <laughs> I like that. that's a really good guess. He's in Coronado with relationship girl. Must be nice. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, he gets you know you know Jim. Um, if the Padres win, is he here tonight? No, probably not because he bailed last night. He said he wasn't going to be here. As you were in the chat, you remember that. So he's in Coronado. He, I don't know what the hell he's doing, but it's Jim. Probably uh, having a nice meal and then going and watching Star Wars when he gets home. Probably. Yeah. What, what is sleep what, at like 1 a.m.? What is Jim doing? Uh, wrong answers only in the chat. What is Jim doing right now in Coronado? Thank you, Juan, uh, for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you guys for the supers. Thank you for your support of this channel. It means a ton to us. You're supporting both the wrap-up show and Talking Friars here tonight. Just click that dollar sign down below if you want to get involved. With a super, uh, there's a lot to get into as the Padres win the series, lose today, have Colorado coming up. Sean and I, by the way, tomorrow, maybe not ideal, but they're not shortening off this rotation. Um, you need five at times. There's only one additional off day. Manaya was fine his last time out. He really was. Five innings, two runs. They could use a fine version or better of Manaya in Denver tomorrow. Gus says this, uh, Padres are getting into the playoffs for sure. 
Question is how far they'll go and what is considered a successful season. Are we okay with losing in the first round? All right, there's a lot to get into. We could talk about I, like I just mentioned there. I mean, nobody's okay with, like, once you're in, nobody's okay with losing in the first round. You know what I mean? Like, once you're in, you have aspirations. Um, do I think there's a level of success for getting in? My personal opinion is yes. They've played this year without Fernando Tatis Jr. They um, have overcome a level of adversity with Tatis from spring training to PED. Bob Melvin uh, left the team early in the year, had a, right, had a surgery early on, had COVID later. There have been some things. And they also made a huge acquisition at the deadline, multiple. But the Soto acquisition is one of the bigger you could make, really, in baseball. But there is no question if you went around, it is a successful season. That is inarguable for me. Everyone would want more, by the way, if they get to the NLDS. You're going to want more. But to me, you cannot argue getting to the final eight teams in baseball without Tatis and say that's not a success for this team. Could you argue that if they get in the wild card and lose in a couple of games or even in three, that it's not successful? I think some people may may make that argument. I, I don't know if I'm going to say that, to be honest with you. But the way I feel right now, Ben, is you got to get in. If you don't, that's a failure. But if you get in, I feel like there's a level of success there. I, I agree that there's a level of success that they get in. Mm-hmm. But based on what they did at the deadline, yeah, uh, I'm with you. This year, Bell and Jury for this year, Soto for this year and two more years, Hater for this year and next year. Uh, Nick Martinez has a player option. Manaya Clevenger, they're free agents. Like you got to win a wild card series, I think. Like the way, especially, it's not like they're playing like crap and they're just getting in. You know, at least now, for right now, they're playing mm-hmm. good. If this continues. And then they lose in the wild card series. It's more successful, obviously, than last year because they yep. got in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's more successful probably than 2020 because they got in in a full season. But you got to win a wild card series. Do you think that the who would they play? So the Braves, you think the Braves are by far and away a better team than the Padres are? The way the Padres are playing right now. If you look no. at the division or you look you look at the wild card standings, the Braves obviously they have the better record. Sure. But the way the Padres are playing right now, I don't agree that the Braves are way better than the Padres. Not way better. I would say this, Ben, and I agree with you. Wanting more and even expecting more based on the, the deadline deals that Preller made is completely reasonable. What I would say is this. I agree with you. I don't think Atlanta is a significantly better team than San Diego. I don't think St. Louis at home is a significantly better team than San Diego. Yeah, I personally don't think the Mets are a significantly better team. Does the starting pitching worry me? Of course it does in a short series. But this is what I would say. I would just turn to Vegas. Like, what are the Padres in those series? You know, are they plus 110? Probably not. Are they plus 140? Like, are the Braves minus 180 in a series? That's a significant favorite. Or are they minus 140, which is a favorite. I mean, it, it's it's a favorite. So what, whoever they play, and we had Kyle Glazer on yesterday from Baseball America, and he made mo- no bones about it. He's like, they, no matter who they play, and this makes sense, you're going on the road, no matter who they play, his words were, they will be a significant underdog. Now, I'm with you. I think if they play good baseball down the stretch, you could argue that it becomes closer to a coin flip based on how they play down the stretch, but even at a coin flip, it's not like you have these great odds. And if you're being more, I don't know, maybe objective with it, and you look at Las Vegas lines once we get into the postseason, there's no question. Atlanta, St. Louis, and or New York all will be favored at home in those series. But that doesn't mean you can't win. I mean, it's two out of three. I mean, the Padres have been a good team on the road, very good team on the road. So it's possible. It's just 
it, you know, it's going to be a challenge. It's for both teams, I guess, for the Padres and the team they play. Yeah, do you think the Braves are no, all happy lot, about, yeah, no. let's go face you, Darvish, and Blake Snell? Good point. Good point. And Juan Soto and Manny Machado. Exactly. I don't think they're excited about that. Or you think the Cardinals are going to be excited about that? No. Nope. Uh, after just losing this series? Mm-hmm. Get shut out the first two games? And they scored five runs today because Nick Martinez yep. and Adrian Morahone weren't on their game. And they're usually on their game. So, mm-hmm. I mean... I would not be. It's it's both ways. It's the playoffs, though. Like, that's what it is. It's supposed you know, to be I'm, like that. Yeah. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, back to Manaya for a second. So tomorrow, Manaya Feltner, who's got like the 6-1 ERA, I think. And then Manaya, who's obviously struggled in the second half, but was okay. Again, his last time out. Um, iOS guys saying, hey, it could be a high-scoring game. Any game can there, obviously. Um, and then hopefully we come out on the right side. I mean. Are you worried about tomorrow just with Manaya, Or do you think because of the way this team has played that they could take advantage of Feltner, that they could maybe go to their bullpen early if they needed to, and that yeah, it got an off day Monday, that they should be all right. No matter what happens tomorrow, they should be all right because Colorado's not playing great baseball. And even if you don't win tomorrow, maybe you can still win the series. Yeah, I think they definitely could still win the series, obviously. Uh, with Darvish, very very favorable matchup on yeah. Saturday, and you can win Sunday. Uh, I, I'm not really worried about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'd be more worried about tomorrow if Manaya didn't show signs of progress in Arizona. Yeah. Um, first two innings, he varied his delivery. Uh, he was looking really good. He still looked good the rest of the start, but after that second inning, I noticed that he wasn't, you know, varying that delivery, going from quick pitching to normal to the Darvish hesitation. He wasn't doing that. So if he does that the whole time, I think that can help him uh, get more Rockies batters uh, off balance. Um, but, you know, the way that this offense is going, it, it's obviously trending upward. So I think that they can hang in there regardless of what, I mean, obviously eight runs or something. But if Manaya gives up three runs or something, uh, five, mm-hmm. six innings, like they can definitely hang in there against Ryan Feltner. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And like, um, yeah, like Boogie says, uh, if they get shut out tomorrow, I'll be worried. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> let's see what happens. Again, there's a long way, hopefully, between now and that. Because, again, they're, they're swinging the bats well over the last week. And that includes even the series. I mean, they didn't score a million runs this series. They scored 10. Uh, four today, five in the opener, one yesterday. Good enough. You know, they had not been swinging the bats well at all at home. I, would I be shocked if they got shut out tomorrow? Yeah, I kind of would, to be honest. Now, if you would have asked me that 10 days ago, remember, we all laugh. We're like, hey, this... Diamondback making his big league debut. Watch, he's going to shove, right? How, we, we all said that because they just weren't playing good baseball. I don't feel the same way now. Now I'd be surprised if the dude with the six-plus ERA at Coors shuts down this Padres lineup. But it is baseball, and <laughs> we've obviously been fooled before. I want to get back to the chat here again in a moment. I do want to remind our viewers about our great partner here on the wrap-up show, Aura. ORA.organic. You can save 30% off your first order by clicking on this Build Your Routine button in the bottom right-hand corner. It's that green color down below. 
is a great company. Their co-founder, Will, is a San Diegan and a huge Padres fan. They have offices in Liberty Station. You can get to the site easily and save 30% by clicking on a link down below on YouTube or going to ORA.organic. They have probiotics that take one every single day for digestion. They have proteins for after workouts. They have pre-workout supplements. They have omega-3 oils. They have sleep supplements and immunity pills, literally something for everyone. If you're looking to get healthier, if you want to support your family, your spouse, your loved ones, your friends, check them out. ORA.organic. We thank them for the support of this channel. If you are a San Diegan and you want to support a local business, if you want to get healthier, check them out again. Save 30% off your first order and check them out at ORA.organic. That is Aura.organic. All right, John and Ben with you. Please subscribe if you are here. If you are a Padres fan, please make sure to subscribe to Talking Friars as well. If you want to make sure we get your comment tonight, if you want to support this channel and Talking Friars as well, click the dollar sign in the chat box down below. Would you like to weigh in, Ben, on, again, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're kind of, it's kind of what we do, right? Um, if they make the postseason, right? You got to put that in there. If they make the postseason, what's your three-man rotation in order? Darvish, Snell, Musgrove right now. Um, I'm still going Darvish game one. He's going to give you six innings. I'm pretty confident in that at least. Uh, he can definitely go seven. And with Snell, the way that he's pitching, I mean, there's you could literally question if he should be going game one uh, over Darvish. With Musgrove going game three, we know Snell. I'm confident Darvish, he can lead the Padres to a game one win. If Snell falters, I know it's a wild card series, best of three, and it's like mm -hmm. you want to knockout punch, deliver that knock, knockout punch in game two. Uh, you can do that if Snell's on his game, but if he's not, you can have Musgrove go game three. Or if they're down 0-1, Snell's not on his game, you can have Musgrove come in. Um, depending on the roster, I don't know if they're going to have Clev on the roster, but you can have him come in. You could have Martinez come in, obviously, whenever more home, multiple innings. Um, so that's how I would personally go. Right now, I'm obviously confident in all three of those guys. Uh, so it's kind of like, well, I'm going to go with Darvish. He's been the best. He's the ace, uh, just one player of the week. I'm going to go with Snell game two, different side arm. Uh, and then game three, you can finish it off with Musgrove. You win first two games, you have Musgrove for game one. I mean, that's pretty darn good if you ask me. Yeah, no, I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, I'd be surprised if Snell supplanted Darvish, obviously, as your game one starter. But it's just Darvish has done it all year outside of like two starts. One of them was forever ago right. in if San we, Francisco. If you look at the schedule, too, because Darvish, he's pitching in front of Snell and Musgrove is pitching the day after Snell on the right. schedule right now. They can shift that, but mm -hmm. I'm just going based on schedule right now. That's probably what it would be. Um, yeah, I agree with you. That's what I would do as well. Um, and if you make it to a third game or if you need to win a third game, I mean, there's no issue with having Joe Musgrove out there. I mean, he's given you a lot of chances to win this year. I mean, more often than not, he's put you in a position to win. He has not been the exact same pitch in the second half. There's no question about that. I see this question here today uh, from Joe who says, uh, why did they pull Musgrove today when he had around 72 pitches? Melvin said post game that the plan going in was because he was experiencing some level of tired slash dead arm that they had told him they'd probably go easy. There was not an expectation to go, you know, 95-plus pitches today. Musgrove was aware of that. 
Um, he he labored a little bit. You know, a couple guys out in the first inning got out of it. Long second inning got out of it. Five innings, one run, 72 pitches. You know, he's a good performance. And again, at 72 pitches, typically he's getting through six innings in that spot. But I know also, in addition to the fact that Melvin said it, I liked what Musgrove said post game, which is basically like, I'm not worried at all. Yeah, um, I have the quote right here. Yeah, what, what's um, the quote? I've just been dealing with some shoulder issues. Nothing that is obviously keeping me from throwing. My stuff is still good out there. It's just like a fatigue issue. I'm working with the training staff and we're getting it taken care of. I felt a lot better. I felt worse in the Arizona outing. And then this week I got a little bit better. Uh, and by today, I felt the best I felt over the last 10 days. So I'm moving in the right direction, but we didn't want to really push it out there as this isn't something I'm concerned about at all. It's more of a muscle fatigue than it is a pain or one of those impingement kind of deals. Something that we should be able to get under control really good before this next start. So, yeah, there's no worry okay. at all. So muscle fatigue. Yeah. And yeah. maybe, again, I, beggars can't be choosers, but, you know, if they get themselves in position where there's four or so games left in the regular season and they have clinched, then maybe you can give Musgrove, I don't know, eight, nine, ten days before game three, if that makes sense. He, he would pitch, uh, making it up, whatever, against the Dodgers. Um, and then maybe he gets about a week off, but you know, something like that, seven, eight, nine days, maybe that doesn't make sense because he's been basically pitching every fifth or sixth day. So maybe now isn't the time to tinker or tweak and give him that seven, eight, ninth day. Right. But I mean, this guy's a pro's pro. I don't think if he's coming off, you know, an extra two days rest, that should impact him in a negative way. I, I wouldn't think so at least. No. And his next start, he's going to have an extra day. So it's going to okay. be five days in between his start. So. Maybe we'll see how he goes then. If he goes really well against the Dodgers then, maybe uh, the Padres have him throw specifically five, or it would be six days, six days out from when he would start in the wild card series. Mm -hmm. You know, Jim's mentioned this. I think you may have mentioned this as well. Musgrove and most of the starters in the first half were working on five days rest, sometimes six with off days. Right. And for the most part, in the second half, they've worked on four days rest and sometimes with off days, five days rest. But Musgrove has been better on extra rest because just look at his first half numbers. He had extra rest and he was an all-star caliber pitcher and an ace in the first half. Second half, they've tightened this rotation, right? Mackenzie Gore was ineffective and they traded him away. So they've been in a five-man rotation. Um, is that a factor potentially? Is that more of an excuse than anything else? Not a factor for Snell, not a factor for Darvish. Do you, do you think that's been a factor at all? For Joe Musgrove, he's thrown a good amount. I mean, he's thrown a lot of innings. He, he has absolutely thrown a lot of innings this year. Yeah, he started off the season. How many quality starts was it? It was a lot was of quality lot. starts. Mm -hmm. uh, like It was like 12 or something. So, yeah, he's thrown a lot of innings, but this guy takes care of his body. Uh, I mean, I've been up close to him, and this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, he, he's he, a big dude. He's like, big. So. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not concerned. Uh, if if Joe, he's usually pretty real with the media. Uh, if he's not good, he, he'll say he'll say it, uh, and he he's telling you what's happening. I think. Did I make a mistake, Ben, in going to the Apple Genius Bar to get my computer screen, which was like wrecked, fixed, as opposed to going to the first two innings of this Padres game today? I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I read the computer. I, I, right? The guy needs. <laughs> The guy to. needs a new screen or a new computer. Yeah. Like uh, I literally do this every single day. It's like I have to, I'm using my wife's laptop. 
which has worked fine actually, but I gotta give you, you know how it is when you don't have like your phone or you don't have your computer. Now you, now you say it and now it's probably going to crash. Dude, don't even, it did a couple nights ago and then I was just on my phone. with Jim. It was so, it was terrible. It was terrible. So rich, my bad. No, but I should have my computer back in a couple of days, $400 later. Um, but I'll have my computer back. Uh, Juan, thank you for the super. Thank you guys for the supers. Thank you for your support of this channel. Just click the dollar sign in the chat box down below if you want to contribute and support both the wrap-up show and Talking Friars. We greatly appreciate it. Juan says, um, hmm, Ha has million-dollar doctors. We just have Kaiser. Not sure what that is in reference to. I have no idea. Uh, but thank you, Juan. And if you want to comment again down below, I can get your comment down below as well. So this is what it looks like for the Padres again to um, to finish the regular season. It is three in Denver against the Rockies. It is three at home against the Dodgers. Obviously, never an easy task. They've lost eight consecutive series to the Dodgers going back to 2021. Then it's three against the White Sox. Just kind of odd placement. Now next year, this is how it's going to look. You're playing everyone all the time, but it feels a little odd to be playing the White Sox. They might be done by then. They may not. And then the Giants, who are cooked. But the Giants have enough starting pitching. They, they can cause trouble. There's no question about that. They could cause some trouble for you. Um, it, it's not the easiest finish. You know, I, I don't think it's the easiest finish, even with the Rockies not playing good baseball. But it's what they have in front of them. Remember a year ago, Ben? We talked about forever. Like, September is so tough. Giants and Dodgers and Giants and Dodgers. And it proved to be really tough. And the team collapsed and they went four and 17 down the stretch the difference here is this hasn't been that team the schedule has gotten harder in september and they've done more than hold their own so hopefully they can just do that for another 12 games right like you said they don't have to go nine and three all likelihood six and six could be enough seven and five certainly should be enough as well yeah and i go back to way that the way that the team is playing i mean the starting rotation it doesn't matter really who they're playing right now for me like they proved it in the St. Louis series pretty well. Uh, they can hang. I, I know the Cardinals are not as good as the Dodgers, but they can hang. I mean, you look at that Friday game against the Dodgers when they won on the walk-off. What happened in that game? They stayed in it. They had timely hits from their big guys like Soto. Uh, or excuse me, I think that was Manny and Soto walked before that. Um, Crony came up big, obviously. They had those big hits. They limited most of the damage. Uh, the bullpen came up huge. What's happened so far uh, this last stretch of games? I mean, the bullpen has been pretty locked down. Uh, obviously, the first two games in this Cardinal series, they didn't allow any runs. And then uh, today, yeah, Morhone and Martinez didn't have it. But Martinez, earlier in this series, he did have it. He pitched an inning and a third, didn't give up any runs, didn't give up any hits. Um, so yeah, the, yeah, the opponents are tougher than, you know, what the Reds have, but, or excuse me, what the, uh, Milwaukee Brewers have, but we have a better team, I believe, than the Brewers do. Yeah, I agree with that. I do. Uh, Jeremiah, thank you for writing this and Juan, sorry about that. He says, I think Juan was talking about Musgrove saying the training staff is taking care of it and he's not worried. That makes sense. That does, uh, Juan, sorry about that. He says, thank you, Jeremiah. They read my super way late um again john and ben with you here padres lose to the cardinals on a thursday afternoon at petco 5-4 they will be in denver to take on the rockies tomorrow for the first of a three-game series we do want to 
thank uh, Omar Sanchez. Uh, we do want to thank Omar Sanchez for his support of this channel. You can scan that QR code on the screen right now to get to Omar's brand new website, loansbyomar.com. Again, loansbyomar.com. He is here to help all Padres fans with their mortgages. He's got a great new website with tons of resources, loansbyomar.com. Scan the QR code or you can text him literally right now. He's available to you. 619-387-7798. He's a San Diegan that went to San Diego State and is also a huge Padres fan. He can help you get to you into your dream home or help you refinance if you want to consolidate debt. If you're in the process of buying or refinancing and you want a second opinion to make sure you're getting the best deal possible, just call or text Omar. You're going to get a free consultation. If you're here with us live or on replay, please follow Omar on Instagram. He's got a brand new Instagram page. He just went over 100 followers. We want to get him higher than that. Search on Instagram if you have a second screen available to you right now, live or on replay, loans.byomar. Again, loans.byomar. And again, check out his brand new website at loansbyomar.com. All right, Ben, what did we miss? Let me just quickly look at this box score. Um, I like to read through it sometimes. Profar two for five, two ribbies, let off the game with a homer. Soto, as we talked about, 0 for three with a walk. Machado, homered. Walk twice, 900 OPS on the nose right now. Drury 0 for 4. Cronenworth 0 for 4. Bell 0 for 2, two walks. The walks were encouraging. Um, Kim 1 for 4. Grisham 0 for 4. I mean, we could talk about that briefly. I mean, he really has struggled. He struck out three times. Hasn't played a lot. Um, you know, he's hitting 187. And then Campusano had an RBI hit in this game. Campusano's had a couple of decent starts here for the Padres. And he was one for four with that RBI and a strikeout here today. I mean, do you have any strong opinions about Trent Grisham at this point in the year, other than the fact that obviously Jose Azokar has passed him? Yeah, I mean, I don't even think that anyone can have the opinion of Grisham should be starting. Like, that's obvious right. that he shouldn't be. He's even said it uh, to the media that, uh, you know, Sugar is playing his butt off and. He just hasn't performed. Everyone knows it. The club knows it. The fans know it. The media knows it. He knows it. And he just has to stay ready for any situation uh, that comes to him. He's working on some things, I guess. He's going to continue to work on those things because that obviously didn't work today, striking out three times. Um, yeah, Azokar, look, it's clear that this guy is helping the Padres win more than Trent Grisham is. Trent mm -hmm. Grisham... He can come in and play defense, but Azokar, he can play defense pretty much as well as Grisham can right now. He's fast on the bases. He's fast in the field. Um, I don't know about their arms, but Azokar, the guy's hitting over like 300 in his last seven games or something, um, and Grisham's hitting like one, I think he's in the hundreds or maybe even below 100. Mm -hmm. I know batting average isn't everything, but it is when you're striking out this much. I think he struck out 136 times or something this year. Uh, he leads the league in strikeouts looking. He's just not even giving the Padres a chance to get an extra base runner when he gets up to the plate. And you just can't have that right now. You got a three-game lead on a playoff spot. You can't have a, a hole in the lineup. You know it's a hole in the lineup before he comes to the plate. Sadly. Yeah. It is a hole. I mean, has he had some big hits? He has. Over 162, he has, despite that 187 average. He's homer 17 times, decent number. So he's had a little bit of slug, but he's had no consistency. And at times, he really does look lost. And at the end of the season, you might say, well, it's basically a lost year if you hit 187 
in the big leagues and you get passed by a guy that had no business really passing him coming into the year. Um, Eddie wants to know, Ben, uh, Ben, what's going on with your boy, Jake? What about him? I mean, <laughs> it's Eddie's question. The guy, I mean, he played tremendous defense today. Uh, yep. Did you see that play in the first inning? First yep. How did he make that play? That was um, incredible. What is he doing over the last seven games? I mean, yeah, he went 0 for 4 today. Uh, I think that the last few games I have noticed, like, breaking pitches, maybe swinging out of his shoes a little bit. Uh, he's done that at times this year. But he's one of those guys that I trust his consistency. And he when he has a line drive swing, it's like Soto. Like, you do believe in the ta- – I'm not comparing Cronenworth to Soto hitting talent-wise. But, like, their consistency, they have line drive swings. You trust that they're going to get back to that. And sometimes, like pretty much every hitter in the big leagues, they do get guilty of overswinging probably. Um, and I I am seeing that a little bit with Crony, but he's still helping the team in other ways, you know, with defense and all that. And that's part of the reason why uh, when I was in studio before the trade deadline, I mean, I was saying, no, you don't include him in a Soto deal. Uh, you don't do that. He's just valuable in other ways. He's one of those guys – if he's struggling at the plate, he's going to help you on the field, on defense. If he's not struggling at the plate, guess what? He's helping you on defense and at the plate. Um, so uh, he'll, he'll be fine. Do you have any concern with the bullpen, which has been really good? Again, today Stammon. there were hiccups. Stammon. Yeah, I mean, but you know, every team every team has it, right? I mean, I guess the question would be like in the postseason, would Manaya be on your roster just because you might need a long man if you're down big in game one when, and you need to wouldn't eat you go innings. wouldn't you go clevenger with that i would a hundred percent i would I, I don't need five starters on a three-game playoffs roster i don't yeah now and i don't even my guys bullpen. 28 guys right now liberato would be gone and then clevenger or Manaya would be gone i would think or if stammon would be gone stammon might be gone but you'd want to replace him with chris matt or another reliever so i think it would be Clevenger or Manaya, and then Liberato. They'd be the two that would be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see that roster, assuming the Padres can make it. Uh, by the way, since the start of September, Grisham 103. Um, I mean, this year he has how many hits? Like 60-something, 61? a lot. Yeah, and for like start. 17 of them are home runs? Yeah, it makes no <laughs> sense. And how many are bunts? You know, I mean, yeah. it's just a really weird year. Um, no, you know, it's funny you say this, Murray. It feels like people are assuming that we're going to crush the Rockies. I'm not really hearing that. I think people are, are thinking that because this team is playing better team baseball, that they're capable now of playing better against the Rockies than they have. But I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I, I don't think it's the easiest series that the Padres are going to play this year. I promise you that. And the Rockies are different on the road as opposed to at home, even when they're not good and they're not good. Their season is completely over. But they know they can play spoiler. And, you know, teams probably play up for that. Um, so I don't I don't think this is an easy series. I think the reason Ben and I are encouraged is, and Ben, you can speak for yourself, it's just because the Padres are playing better. So I like to believe that they can play better in Denver. Yeah, it's how the team's playing. If this was earlier in the year and the team wasn't playing this well, the offense was scuffling, um, didn't have a great closer, little things like that, you'd be more worried about it. But they don't have that closer concern right now with Hader. Uh, as I've said multiple times already tonight, the lineup consistently, it's not just a couple guys. It's 
pretty much the whole lineup. You'd like to have Drury and Bell get going, but it's pretty much the entire lineup that's helping this team win right now. And everyone in the rotation last time through pitched well. So that's, I know it's Coors Field and that's totally different than Arizona and Petco Park, but that still sets up uh, better, obviously, than if someone in the rotation, you know, was struggling last time out. All right, let's try to answer this here from Pedro and then we'll begin to wrap up here on the wrap-up show. Uh, as the Padres again lose 5-4, they have the Rockies tomorrow. Any thoughts on this from Pedro, who's a loyal viewer and supporter and member? He says, does Ben Belief Tatis has been using PEDs the whole time? Have you seen him in the ballpark lately? Thoughts on Tatis just in general? with this? I don't even know if I've taught you. I, I'm sure we've taught you about the suspension. I know we have, but do, do you have any deep thoughts? I, I, I personally don't believe it's something that he's somehow been able to get away with for all these years. I think it, if it occurred which I think it did. He's not saying it didn't really occur by and large. I think it was an effort to get back in the field. That's kind of my two cents. It's not, he, listen, he's going to be labeled with this. I'm not making an excuse for it. He's going to be labeled with this for a long time, but I don't think it's something that he's been doing and doing and doing and getting away with until now. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, no, I don't think he was using PEDs this whole time. Uh, this guy's a freak of an athlete, a no very doubt. talented player. He's a top five player in this year, in this league, excuse me, when he's healthy. I think that I don't really buy the ringworm stuff. No. Um, I <laughs> didn't like his family um, yeah. butting in. I think he should have spoke to the media probably earlier than he did, but I think he was very remorseful uh, about it, and he was truly sorry, and he admits that he made a mistake. He was being dumb about it. Uh, it was just a stupid mistake. And he's not going to make that mistake again. At least that's what I hope. Um, I think he was trying to get back faster. I don't really like the look that he was playing in rehab games, knowing that he had already sure. tested positive. Yep. I mean, the night before he doubled and tripled and it was like, oh my gosh, Tatis is back. And then this happens. I didn't really like that look. Uh, and I'm obviously, I'm always going to remember that he hurt the team's chances to win it all this year. Uh, unless they win the World Series. Win it all. <laughs> if, if they don't win, I'm going to remember what he did for this year. And, of course, uh, if I'm they still... do win it all, it's going to change the narrative on his time in the future even. I mean, your first ever championship in the right. history of the city, and he doesn't have one plate appearance right. for the team right. in that scenario. Yeah. Uh, I also think that would be pretty a pretty good thing for A.J. Preller's resume. Uh, no you won it without Tatis with the team building that you did uh, in the offseason and before the trade deadline. Uh, but yeah, getting back to Tatis, I'm still going to root for the guy, obviously, after this year. Uh, it was disappointing. I was shocked, just like everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you have to root for the guy in the future. Um, I'm fine for people that want to hold grudges and people that want to boo him or whatever. Okay, but you're going to end up continuing to root for the guy. He's here for another decade plus. You're not going to boo the guy the rest of the time that he's here because he's going to help the Padres win a lot of games. You want, If you want the Padres to win, you're going to root for this guy. This guy's going to help the Padres win a lot of games in the future. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm rooting. I'm pro Tatis. Now, again, what has happened sucks, and it's not helping anyone, including the Padres. Um, and yeah, I was critical. As, I was as critical, I think, as anyone really in the immediate aftermath. And now I'm forgiving because it is what it is. And there's no other way to look other than to the future. And I think he's going to help this team win. So I think the narrative on his career has changed. Yeah, probably has 
Do I think he's going to be wildly supported by Padres fans at home? Yeah, I do. And do I think he's going to get booed on the road? Yeah, I'm sure he will. But you know what? These are big boys. He'll, he'll be fine. He's going right. to be fine. Yeah. Um, on the road. Yeah. Like, I told myself that I wasn't going to, you know, wear his jersey this year. And I'm not going to. Because, um, again, what he did hurt this team this year. And I'm still disappointed in him in that. Um, and then to answer Rich, I see in the comments, he yeah. said Tatis isn't allowed in the ballpark. That's actually not true. Uh, he is allowed until to come the gates the open, right? Until gates are open. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, as long as media aren't there or he's allowed to be there yeah. with the team. He just can't be uh, within sight or in the ballpark or whatever or on the field when fans are there. All right, before we uh, get out of here, thank you guys for hanging out and contributing here tonight. Uh, please support Ben and Talking Friars. Also, if you want the audio-only edition of the show, grab it at FriarsOnBase.com or the official podcast of FriarsOnBase.com. We're presented by Eric Lanier at HigherImpactFinancial.com. Eric is the founder. He's a San Diegan and a huge Padres fan. And are you wondering if you're financially strong enough to leave your corporate job and start your own business venture? Are you tired of being surprised by how many taxes you owe every year? Or have you recently lost a spouse and you need help knowing where to even start with your finances now? If that's you, don't wait to give Eric at Higher Impact Financial a call. He is dedicated, a dedicated professional and has the experience you need to get you where you want to be financially. Along with that, Eric can also help make sure your family is protected by helping you get a trust established. In fact, the first five Padres fans that call to get a trust done with Eric's firm are going to get $200 off. That's right, $200 off. You can call Eric at 951-383-3033 or go to higherimpactfinancial.com. He'll talk to you about your finances. He'll talk to you about the Padres as well. If you support this channel, please support our partners, including Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. All right, how do I pop this down? Oh, there you are, Ben. Ben, thanks for doing this, man. Guys, can we please get some clap emojis on the way out in the chat for Ben Fadden hanging out on this Thursday night because Jim thinks he's too good for the Padres now that they lost the game to the Cardinals? Can we get some clap emojis for Ben? Listen, you, Wally Pip, it's a real thing, okay? <laughs> so Jim better be careful. He's got to look over... His shoulder, um, Ben, thank you. Um, busy next couple of weeks. A lot of stuff going on at Talking Friars. Make sure to follow the YouTube channel. Give us a you know, subscribe to Ben's YouTube channel, Talking Friars. Follow him all across social media at Talking Friars. And then uh, Jim and I, theoretically, Jim and I, will be back uh, tomorrow night following game one of this uh, Rocky series. But, Ben, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'll definitely have to come into the studio one day for John Please and Jim. Do. And um, yeah, everyone, I appreciate everyone for uh, tuning in tonight. Yeah, lots of uh, clap emojis and uh, thanking of Ben going on right now in the chat. So thank you guys for hanging out. Please support our partners. Like I always say, please subscribe, smash the like button, follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Talking Friars. Support Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. He can save you 750 bucks. He's our title sponsor. Click the link down below if you have insurance needs. Support Aura, ORA.organic, 30% off your first order. And Omar Sanchez, Edge Home Finance, loansbyomar.com, here to help all Padres fans with their mortgage needs. All right, Padres lose the cards. There's still three games up in that wild card race for the final spot at least. And for Ben, I'm John. We'll see you tomorrow night right here on the Wrap-Up Show. And thanks, guys, for hanging out. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.